All right. Um, I'd like to. We, so, so tonight's shear is sponsored. First of all, it's the yard side of Hanoch's mother, Shulamis Basisro. Shulamis should have Aliyah. Hanoch is unbelievable. He's the Gabbai, the 8 o'clock minion. In general, he's the. During, he's just taking care of the show. He's always here, so consistent. It's a tremendous. Schos to have it. I'm sure he's a tremendous, tremendous nachas for his mother. Continue to have nachas from his children. Continue to be part of Kedusha and Tahara. Uh, this, this is sponsored by Lahadlik in the honor of Eliran. So officially it's called a Sudas Prada. Sudas Prada is a meal that you have to honor a person when he's leaving. But in my opinion, I don't know if Eliran knows this, but I don't think Eliran is leaving. <laughs> because this week's Pasha is Vayetza, and what happened was, is Yaakov sent Yitzchak, I'm sorry, sent Yaakov to the house of Lovon in Choron to get married, and then to come back. And that's what we're doing here today. We're going to send out Eliran, he's going to go to some place, and he's going to get married, and he's going to come back. And that's the, that's the plan. It shouldn't take 22 years. Well, unless he goes to learn, I don't know. Then it's a whole different story. Right? And don't work for Lovin, but I'll, I'll tell you about father-in-law later. Okay. Amen. Amen. Okay, before I start to speak, I just want to say one idea, that I saw a beautiful idea from Bitzchak Varka. Bitzchak Varka was a, one of the Polish Rebbes. So he says something that when you read the Rashi, it should, it should be something that uh, should strike you, right? It says that, Rashi, that says that what happened with Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu went to Haran. He got all the way to Haran, where Lovin lived. And he said, how could I not daven in the place where my forefathers davened? And he started to go back to the base of Mikdash. And there was a kvitsa saderech, and the base of Mikdash came to him. The question that I ask you, let's say imagine you're in Eretz Yisrael. And you're going from Bnei Brak to, I don't know, a place that passes through Yerushalayim. Is there any Yid over here that wouldn't stop in Yerushalayim to daven? No one. I don't think anybody. To such an extent where a person says, oh, you know, how could I pass and not daven in... But first he gets to where he needs to get to. You know, he goes to Petra, I don't know where. And then, he's, and then he decides, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to... How did I not go to stop in Yerushalayim? What does this mean? So Rabbi Yitzhak says a beautiful idea. Who told... Yaakov to go to Choron. Yitzchak. So, Rabbi Yitzchak said that you see by a lot of big people that they prepare themselves very much to do a mitzvah. Why are they putting so much time and effort? They go to the mikvah, they spend time learning. What are they preparing for? He says that when a real tzaddik does a mitzvah, he has no other focus in his life except for the objective of fulfilling the mitzvah. 
That is the purpose of the Achana of Mitzvah. Says Rebitzah Varka that when Yaakov Avinu went to Choron, there's only one thing he thought about. He had the Mitzvah of Kibbut Ava'im because Yitzchak told him you need to go to Choron. Once he came to Choron and fulfilled the Mitzvah, then he only thought about how could I pass the place of Yerushalayim. Only once he had fulfilled the mitzvah. When I think of this idea, I think of Eliran. When he davens, he's not thinking about anything else. He's not thinking about the fact that it's 11.30. He's not thinking about the fact that it's, no matter what it is, it's a, he's davening in a different sphere. On Friday night, when he's sitting there and he's learning Torah Ur, it's so beautiful. You know, Torah Ur is not an easy cipher. He's sitting and he's completely, his whole mind and focus is in there. And I want to say something that's amazing. Everybody struggles with learning Gemara. And it's tremendous credit to Rabbi Shar. But when Eliran came here, I don't think he was so proficient with learning Gemara. But today I see him, he opens up a cipher and he can learn. And he can just delve into the most, and the way he davens, it's amazing. It's amazing. person who never learned in yeshiva, but he put his whole effort, like Yaakov Avinu, that he couldn't think about anything else. When he's davening, it's like he's davening with thousands of people. When he's learning, it's like he's learning in yeshiva, and he's accomplished something. You know, everybody who has tried to learn Gemariya knows how difficult it is. But he put his, there's nothing else. That's the secret. The secret is, to such an extent, that a person will forget that you didn't daven your shalayim. But that's all the focus. There's only one thing. I only have one objective. And that's why he's had such success. And I know that he's going to go, Mitzvah he's going to work at this job, he's going to find a wife, he's going to get married, he's going to come back here, in Mitzvah and we'll be back in the 8 o'clock minion, and we'll be back, back learning Torah all Friday night, we'll be back learning with Rabbi Shur, learning all this, this Dharm, Minchas I don't know if Rabbi learn different things. But the other thing is, it's a shame to be looking. So I'm going to ask Iran to say a few words. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rabbi Roisman. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out. Um, you know, when I first moved here to Arizona, uh, one of the first interactions I actually had with the, uh, the Kolel and, and um, you know, kind of the community was a Thursday night shul. And I remember that morning I... Uh, didn't make the minyan because I wasn't wasn't uh, you know aware of like what the what the scheduling was, but you know I bumped into Rabbi Roisman and he told me you know come come by on a Thursday night. I was like okay yeah why not you know I'm here just visiting I might as well come by, and uh, honestly that was the that was like the convincing moment for me to come here because I knew that. You know, going anywhere, one of the most important things for me is uh, seeing that there's uh, not just the community, but also a lot of learning going on. And that really, just seeing the kolel, seeing all the books, seeing the library, it just really inspired me to to come here. And, uh, you know, I thank the Rabbanim, Rabbi Roisman, Rabbi Shor, Rabbi Fishfeld, Effie, you know, all, all everyone, uh, honestly, that, you know, you guys have a tremendous thing here going, 
And I only wish that it continues to grow and that it's only going to get better and the community is going to grow and, uh, you know, that we can all, you know, become better and, you know, learn how to just learn the Gemara or learn the Chumash with Rashi or, uh, you know, daven better and more, be more focused. Bezrat um, Hashem, only good things for this community. Um, I've learned so much and Bezrat Hashem, you know, I'm going to take it everywhere I go and, you know, that little piece of Arizona is going to live on with me forever. It's okay, you'll bring it back, you'll bring it back, don't worry. God willing, I'll be Next back. thing, I'm booking the Sheva Brachas right here. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, I'm not going to speak for so long. I just want to say a beautiful idea I heard from uh, Ramosha Shapiro. Ramosha Shapiro quotes a Vilna Goyen. The Vilna Goyen, you will have a hard time finding it because it's in Tikkunay Zayar, except if, uh, if uh, Mr. Bell is here. You'll find it. Tikkunay Zayar. But he says an amazing thing. He talks about, you know, when you talk about Maisa Ovis Simon Labanin, that everything that happened to the Ovis is going, to, is going to relate to the bond. One idea, the concept of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, the roots, the genesis, the, the fibers of what Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim meant started with Yaakov Avinu. First of all, it's very interesting that before Yaakov Avinu goes to Lavan, what does he have? He has a chaloim, he has a dream, just like Yosef. Right? Then he goes to meet Lavan, and it's a very fascinating thing, the whole time spending the 20 years in Lovon and everything that's happening. How many sheep did the, the Medrash Rabbah says that he has 603,000 sheep? Just like the amount of Jews that left, left uh, Mitzrayim. Not only that, it says that he ran away from Lovon without Lovon knowing. And when did Lovon realize that he was gone? After three days. When did he catch up to him? After seven days. Exactly like by Paro and Klalisro. That Paro realized they're not coming back after three days, and after seven days is when he caught up to them. There's many ideas like that. Also, the, the idea of uh, when uh, Yaakov Avinu, which is a little bit interesting, it says that when he came to, uh, there's a Medrash, Medrash says that when he came to speak to to, uh, when he came to Lovon, it said that he had a staff, and the staff split the yarden. It opened up the yarden in half. Why did it have to be such a miracle? Why is it, again, the same idea of Maisa Ovis Simon Lebon, and whatever happened in Mitzrayim also happened to Yaakov. The question is, what is the relationship between Yaakov and Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim? What's the connection between the two? How do the two things relate to each other? So Ramesha Shapiro said, Adav and Nifla. By Krishna we say, Vahaftas Hashem Lakecho, Bcholovcho, Bchol Nafshecho, Ubchomoidecho. Bcholovcho is the Mido of Avram. The Mido of Avram is the Mido of Amuno. That somebody believes and has complete faith in the Rabbinu Shalom. Also the idea of Chesed. Chesed comes from the heart of the person. That's Bcholovcho. Yitzchok is Bchol Nafshecho. Because Yitzchak was willing to give up his life for the Eibishti. B'chol Moidecho is the Mido of Yaakov. What is B'chol Moidecho? B'chol Moidecho 
is with all of a person's money. If you remember last week, we asked a question. We finished off last week's share with a question. The question that we asked is we see only two people who involve themselves with very complicated purchases. Avram Avinu with the Marasa Machapela, was it a Kenyan Kesef, was it a Kenyan Chazaka and Karka, or what exactly was the Kenyan, and so on and so forth. We spoke about Yaakov Avinu, how he bought the Bechayra, it's Dava Shalom, Olam. But we see that Yitzchak had no issues with Kenyanim. It's sad that he had the Be'eris, but we don't see that he made any Kenyanim. And we said the reason why is because Avram Avinu and Yaakov were both people who became who they became through tests, through Nisiyonis. So we see that there's a correlation between the idea of Kenyanim, of purchasing things and owning things, and the concept of being tested. What's the relationship between these two things? So Moshe Shapira says something so beautiful. When is the first time that the word Ma'oid is used in the Torah? Bereshit. When Bereshit? Vayat Tov. Tov Ma'od. Let me ask you the following thing. For us, as human beings, we have limitations. So I can say, this children is Tov. But my wife's children is Tov Ma'od. Sorry, Jeremy. Don't take it personally. I love you, but... <laughs> but that's because I'm limited. Because I'm limited. But by the Eibishter, by Hashem, you can't say that there's toiv and then there's toiv ma'od. By Hashem, if Hashem says something is toiv is good, then it is the ultimate of good. Correct? So what does it mean that it's toiv ma'od? Because it's talking from Hashem's perspective. So the so Ramesh Shapira says an amazing thing. And what does Rashi say? What was the ma'od? Not such great things. The Yetzara, the Yoimamisa, not such fantastic things. So Moshe Shapira says that the word Ma'oid means the creation of the idea and the concept that there's the Bekoyach, which can come to a Bepoyo. There is potential, which is beyond anybody's understanding, that can come to realization. The idea of a Yetzirah is a terrible thing. But what does the Yetzirah have that's toiv ma'oid? The Yetzirah is able to create a pressure in a person where he can realize powers and abilities that he never knew that he had. That's the toiv ma'oid. The same thing with the Yom Misa. A person comes to the day of his death. Who is he? Who is he when he dies? If a person is the same thing as the day he was born, he's like an animal. An animal, the moment it's born, it's complete. It'll become a bigger animal. But nothing is going to change in the animal. The animal is the same behemoth. The word behemoth is ba-ma. This is what it is. But a human being, an Adam, comes from the lotion of Adama. What's Adama? You look at the ground, the ground is nothing. It's a piece of dirt. But what happens if you take a seed and you put it inside the ground? It can bring the most beautiful things that give food and nurturing and life to the world. Because the kayak of the Adama is to realize potential. And that is what the word ma'oid means. The reason why Yaakov Avinu was dealing with issues of money is because when you think about what you own, there's two separate ways of how a person can think about it. There's a person like Esau who has roif. He has so much. Why? Because there's no connection between what he owns 
and who he is. But Yaakov Avinu, he has call. Everything that he has is everything that he is. By Yaakov Avinu, every sheep was an hour of learning Torah. Everything he owned was directly a manifestation of his deepest potential. Like the, the, the Balatanya writes, Stoker Tatsil Mimovis. Why does Stoker save a person from death? It's because I work and I invest and I sweat and I have talent and that turns into money and then I give the money away. What am I giving away? I'm giving myself. I'm giving away my potential, my koyach. That's what I'm giving away. Yaakov Avinu and Avram were people who went through Nesioinus, so they had to deal with Kinyonim. Because the whole concept of Kinyonim, of acquisition, is what is the money that you have? What does it represent? It's you. It's you. It's who you are. And when Yaakov comes to Esau, he says, Yeshli Kol. And Esau says, Yeshli Rav. We sit by the Pesach Seder. How do we start the Pesach Seder? Arami Oivet Ovi. Really? The worst thing in the world, the worst thing in the world is that Lovon would take away our money? Is that the worst thing in the world? If you're Hungarian, yes. But the thing is, it's not the worst thing in the world. There's, there's Esau, there's Amalek who wants to destroy Yiddishkeit. The worst thing in the world, we start Arami Oivet Ovi. Why? Because maybe a person will kill me. But he didn't take away my ability to realize my potential. But what Lovin wanted to do is he wanted to take away from Yaakov the ability to tap into the recesses of his neshama and to reveal the depth of who Yaakov was. That's Arami Oivadovi. There is nothing worse than that. A person might hit you, a person might steal from you, a person might do anything to you, and it's okay. It's difficult, you'll get through it. But if a person says you're garnished, nothing will come of you. There's no worse murder than that. The idea of Bechoma Oidecho that Yaakov Avinu had is that Bikesh Lovan Le'abed Es the concept of Kol. That's what he wanted to destroy. Because the idea of Yaakov is Yaakov was Kol. Yaakov was that everything that he had was a direct result that this revealed a deeper part of who he is. That's why every sheep of Yaakov was one of the neshamas that went into Mitzrayim. Because what was Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim was 210 years of shibud, 210 years of suffering. For what purpose? To create us, a nation. Where does that power come from? The Midah of Yaakov. The meter of revealing the deepest potential of this world, the purpose of this world, came from Yaakov Avinu. The idea that there's a relationship between Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Yaakov, because Yaakov is the one that said, you don't know who you are. You don't know what power and potential that you have. We live We live at the end of, the end of time. What does the outside world tell a person? The way you are born, that's the way you are. A person says, I was born with anxiety. I was born with depression. I was born thinking I'm this, or I'm thinking that I'm that, and that's who I are, that's who I am, and nothing will change. 
And you cannot accomplish anything in this world. But that's not the Midah of Yaakov. Bechol Ma'idecha is bigger than Bechol Avavcha and bigger than Bechol Nafshecha. A person might have the deepest amuno. A person might be willing to sacrifice himself for what he believes in. But for a person to believe that there is greatness within him, that he's not willing to believe. And that's Bechol Ma'idecha. That's Yaakov Avin. That's why all day we say Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Zeichel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Zeichel Yitzhiyas What's Zeichel Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Zeichel Yitzhiyas what are you trying to remember? I got up this morning, I didn't feel like getting up. And I came late to Shachris. And um, um, I didn't speak properly to my wife. And I was short with my children. And all of that, all the challenges, all the difficulties that you, difficulties that you have, are for one purpose. You should be able to realize that you could become greater. You could become a Yaakov Avinu, who becomes an Israel. And Rosh Tevis of Israel is Yashishim Ribu Oisius Latoiru. The whole Koyach of Israel is that every Yid has a letter in the Torah, and the Torah is the entire purpose of creation. And you are a part of that. So as we learn Pashas Vayetzah, and we live life, the most important thing a person should realize is I am not what I could be. I am what I am able to manifest. You know who you are? What you th- your thoughts, your words, your actions. Every time a person chooses positively, he creates more of himself. But if you have an opportunity and you sit on the couch or you have an opportunity and you're afraid and you're not willing to push and you're willing to distract yourself and you're willing to, to hide with entertainment or with alcohol or with work or with laziness or with all the things that take away the potential of a person. But there's something inside of you that dies. And that's the Bekoyach, that's the Bekol. The gematria of Kol is 50. Because that's Nun Share Binu, the highest level of Kedusha that there is. So the greatest power that you have is to understand that everything that you say and everything that you do and everything that you think has an ability to tap into a treasure that is beyond your understanding. That is the Koyach that you have. That's the that's the That's the Bekov. So I wish all of us the Shabbos, Pashas Vayetzer, as we say goodbye to El Iran and so, so many Bobby Mitzi sponsored tonight and so many people sponsored for Lechovet El Iran and all of the Kedusha that every Thursday night people come and I'm, I'm really, I'm honored, I'm humbled by everybody. But if we could just go away with one idea and a person says, you know, I don't need to learn how to read Gemara. Eh, it's not for me. That's loving. That's loving in your head. Person says, I don't have to improve my davening. I can continue to talk. I don't have to understand what I'm saying. It's okay. Person says, I don't have to finish us. I don't have to learn Tushukhanarh. I don't have to learn Sifr Hasidis. I don't have to learn Kabbalah. I don't have to become more refined. I don't have to stop speaking Lashon Hara. I don't have to stop becoming angry. I don't need all of that. It's the voice of Lovon, Arami Oivid Ovi. And there's another voice inside of you, the voice of Yaakov, 
And the voice of Yaakov says, everything that you do, everything that you own, everything that you accomplish is a greater, greater, greater manifestation of the Kedusha inside of you. Listen to the voice of Yaakov. Yaakov. Chabas. Chabas.